Welcome to the Smart Firefighting Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Sofin. This is a mini-series from the Technology Summit International, hosted by the International Association of Fire Chiefs in October 2022. Lots of fire content coming your way. Enjoy. Sitting here in Irving, Texas, alongside Sai Narayan, who's the California Technology Strategy Director of Microsoft Public Safety and Justice. Sai, how are you doing today? Good, Kevin. How are you? Doing well. It's the final day of this awesome show. How's the show been for you? Oh, it's been great. Thanks for having me here. Honestly, so much of thought leadership in the room and the fact that it's happening for the first time in a broader scale hosted by the IAFC. This is phenomenal to have a lot of thought leadership in their operations as well as technology in one room. Yeah, it really is some some high caliber people that are that are moving and shaking and yep. really doing some great stuff. And I had the fortune of being on the panel with you yesterday and kind of the impetus for part of the conversation here. And I really learned a lot about what is the cloud? When I think when people hear cloud, they think what the cloud in the sky, like that that that, that rains on me, <laughs> yeah, the nebulous or the cumulus, or yeah. but can break it down a little bit. When we say the public safety cloud, what what does that actually mean? What what is the public safety cloud, and and maybe kind of give some context on an example of how it's being used today. I think if you are probably, I mean, most people when they look at the cloud, you know, for people who've been in enterprise technology all their life or using technology for a long time in a more of an enterprise environment, uh, they look at the cloud as something that's daunting, that's something that's, oh my God, like I don't, especially if they don't understand the cloud, but what most people don't realize is we all end up using the cloud on a day-to-day basis. I mean, if you pull out our phones, we've probably got hundreds and hundreds of apps that we use on a daily basis that allow us to do everything from paying our bill to checking our bank balance to our credit score to maybe ordering food to uh, delivering laundry. And believe it or not, many or most of them are on the cloud already. So we're already cloud users. But when it comes to public safety, essentially... The cloud is already present and delivering great capabilities for public safety, for first responders. And most of us don't realize that already. And and many times, while we may think that we're not using the cloud, the cloud's already there within our ecosystem of applications and, and technology that we're embracing today. So when you say the cloud's already there, in what way is it in terms of like how, I mean, we all have cell phones in our hands and and we're talking to other people, whether it's sending pictures or sending videos or talking on some app. Is that how the cloud is 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 kind of already there? And how is a like maybe a fire department in in rural Nebraska? Is that what? How are they using the cloud? That's a great question. So you know, as you know, today we live in a connected world. A lot of our devices are connected. We go walk into a building. Chances are there are some sensors all around the building that are already connected somewhere. Simple examples are like equipment in a building, HVAC systems, you name it. All that information is going somewhere. And in many occasions, a lot of that information is in the cloud. Building plans, uh, drawings, things like that, that are already in the cloud. So when you are that department that you were talking about, in Nebraska responding to an incident and you are relying on information as part of your response, like a building plan or a pre-plan or any of that 
any of the bits and pieces of that information, chances are many of that, much of that information comes from the cloud already. It is just being delivered in a mechanism that's familiar to you, but behind the scenes, in many cases, the cloud is already delivering those services for you. I like that. So in the sense that it's just being delivered in a way that we're already familiar with. And I guess that's just, we, it's nice to have something that we're, again, from like picking up our phone and going to an app we're comfortable with. When I talk to public safety, I think often they just, they just want to, they want their stuff to work. They want to know that they can open up their phone or they can open up, they turn on their, their application or whatever it may be. And they just want to know that it turns on and it does the function that's intended to do. And so I guess just kind of with, with the cloud, I think that's an interesting concept where it's just sort of, it's in the background. It's something you don't really know it's there. But so when, interesting your thoughts in terms of maybe if there's like reluctance to adoption or just maybe just like unknown, people don't know what they don't know, but what would you say to someone that's maybe interested in trying to build a more resilient and redundant capability of, of comms or, or just overall system capabilities? Like how would someone start to become cloud users, whether they, you know, whether they know it or not? I think it's starting somewhere, right? It's, we look at technology from the lens of a three horizon framework. There's operational, there's innovation, and then there's transformation. And many times transformation is a buzzword. And while all of us want to transform, sometimes we all have to start at operational efficiencies and, and work our way through some of the innovation and in parallel work through transformation. The idea that you can't lead people somewhere from another place, teleportation is not legal yet, right? <laughs> so you can't lead them to a new place without taking them from where they are today. So this whole idea of operation horizon one, operational efficiencies, building existing efficiencies into current processes, from a firefighting perspective, let's say there's administrative processes in place today for, you know, you have forms that you fill out, let's say simple examples, day-to-day -day administrative tasks, tasks within the fire department, looking at automating those tasks those manual paper forms into automated workflows, utilizing the power of the cloud. That's operational. And then when you look at the lens from the innovation perspective is now looking at those workflows and saying, hmm, is there better ways to do this rather than doing it this way? And then transformational, looking at the process behind it and say, why are we doing this in the first place? And so while transformation takes time, there are many occasions for operational efficiencies and innovation within day-to-day -day operations using the power of the cloud. I like that these, this three horizon framework, you mentioned it from the operations, the innovation, the transformation. The one question that I heard Stefan Truthin mention earlier when he was talking about the, the how and the process of innovation, that aspect of starting with why, and I think that transformation asking why, I mean, what what were we doing 100 years ago, 50 years ago, five years ago, five days ago? Why should we integrate a piece of technology or pieces of technology? I think oftentimes I go back to public safety, better, faster, smarter, more efficient to better serve the community. You know, I think that's what I think is the North Star. But when you're thinking about this, the why, the whole you know, Simon Sinek kind of what is your why, the why behind public safety transformation from a technology standpoint, see from a cloud conversation here, what are your thoughts on the why and, and how we kind of approach the transformation part of this? Oh, why is definitely the center of all this, right? Public safety itself has changed over the years. We are no longer responding to the same kind of incidents that we responded to probably 10, 20 years ago 
the public safety landscape today, the fire service, for example, are not just responding to fire incidents. They're responding to medical calls. They're responding to uh, natural disasters. They're responding to many other types of incidents on a day-to-day basis. Look what happened when the pandemic hit. The fire service was in the front line doing a lot of the work to get a lot of the support for the community. So while the operations have changed, a lot of the technology has been the same over the years. And so when you look at transformation, you start with, are we doing the same things? We're not doing the same things today. So if we're doing different things, why are we using the same technologies and the tools to do the different things that we're doing today? So starting with that and working our way backwards to then analyzing and understanding the pieces of technology that support the day-to-day behavior is the right way to go. That's transformation primarily. Mm. While you're going through that transformation journey, looking at those day-to-day operations and saying, okay, how can we get better and improve ourselves so we are able to be more scalable? We've got, uh, you know, with the industry today, with the number of uh, people who are coming, who are digital first, digital native citizens that are coming into the workforce, how can we improve a lot of these capabilities that we have existing today to support that digital first community that are coming into the workforce? And so looking at it from both sides rather than just looking at it from one or the other is important. And I've heard this phrase many times where it's not just, we're not just all, this isn't necessarily a fire service, it's, it's almost the, the all hazards service. And because the environment has changed so much, that requires a different way of thinking. It requires a different way of thinking about how we staff the equipment we use and and we need the, that kind of resilient backbone infrastructure to be able to, i.e. the cloud, to be able to allow us to do what we need to do. Um, and frankly, it's a lot of it because the world is changing and we can't just kind of sit back and be like, oh, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. It's like, well, it's, it's 2022 and you know that the father time always wins, you know, the, the ball keeps bouncing. Um, so it's it's really, really helpful to kind of understand that from your perspective. And I would guess kind of to, to wrap up here, I'd be would love to hear of a, a mic drop, uh, you know, any question or a, maybe a challenge of someone that's either trying to innovate in public safety, kind of an up and coming entrepreneur or someone in public safety that's kind of grappling with how to embrace tech. What are what any kind of like thoughts or messages that you would tell those that, that audience? And I think I would just say embrace ambiguity. (laughs) That's something that I tell my kids all the time, right? I understand the public safety industry is, it cannot fail, right? There is a, a certain response time standard that we all need to meet to respond to citizens. Yet the technology has to work all the time, every time, because you want to make sure when you're relying on technology, you want it to work in those scenarios. But If you're in the process of transformation, allow room for ambiguity, embrace it. Everything doesn't have to be known. And some of the best innovation comes from ambiguity, comes from iterating over failures and comes from prototypes and pilots until you get to that North Star, which sometimes is North. (laughs) But it is a process to get there. And very often we always look for things to work first time out of the gate. The question is, what did we learn from that first experience and how are we getting better and better to innovate, yet allowing room for ambiguity and change in that process? And I think that's what I would say. If if there is an organization or a company out there that's developing technology for public safety, embrace ambiguity. And again, going back to your point is, is why. 
Well said, Sai. And, and I, I really couldn't agree more of it. Sometimes if we want to have it all figured out. Uh, we want all the answers. We need the all plan right now. But having a little bit of uh, ambiguity is not a bad thing, um, it's a, I guess. But it is sometimes a little uncomfortable to be in a situation where you don't know everything. But that's the value in coming to events like this, value in terms of listening to this podcast. And but also just there's a lot of um, amazing innovators. Uh, you can, they're all on LinkedIn on the way. So I encourage everyone to continue to reach out, continue to engage. And so I just thank you for your leadership. Uh, you know, it's been great to work with you and Chad. And thanks for all that Microsoft is doing for public safety. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. And thanks for having me over here. Of course. Until next time. Thanks. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Smart Firefighting Podcast today. If you enjoyed what you heard and got any value, please drop us a rating, leave us a comment, or reach out to us on social media. Have a great day, and together we can advance the future of smart firefighting.